Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are now listening to the Dual Position Podcast. The boys are back to talk all things super coach all season long. Please welcome your hosts. Whisper and Brew. It's like Christmas has come again. Uh, we are only in the middle of November and we already have some super creation news to talk about. You are listening to the Dual Position Podcast, the first episode of the newly branded Dual Position Podcast. Joined officially as my co-host under that title now, Brew, how are we going, mate? Excellent. How are you going, mate? Good, mate, good. Uh, gotta love the new stinger. Gotta love the uh, the graphics of your and mine head. Uh for anyone watching on YouTube, uh, welcome. For anyone listening on Spotify and Apple, also welcome to have you back. Uh, mate, the draw has just dropped. There's a lot to talk about. A lot of teams might feel a little bit shafted. Some teams might feel a little bit uh, happy about the draw, but we're here to break things down, give our first sort of reactions to, to Supercoach and how we're going to plan for the season ahead. Uh, you got some points to talk about. i got some points to talk about, but there's plenty to, to undive, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's just good to to be talking footy again it's been a while we've been in nfl mode uh, for a couple of months and it's just good to take a break from that and talk about our first love again yeah nfl has been fantastic but nothing like uh, the nrl side of things mate we'll get straight into it uh obviously we know that fullbacks are the most crucial part of Supercoach to get right last year showed that tom travoyevich it was his season to remember uh, we'll never ever forget a season like his will he replicate it this year uh time will tell we have no idea what the price is going to be like. We have no idea what uh, anything is going to be with these new potential rule changes and whatnot. But the big three in, in Turbo, Pappenhausen and Teddy, uh, they've all got claims for pros and cons. But straight away, mate, Pappenhausen looks like he's not leaving my side at all uh, or for preseason, any kind of planning. I think I'm going to have him there come round one. Yeah, uh, even before this was released today, uh, Pappenhausen was was my plan, uh, and this just solidifies it for me. Um, I quite like the Storm's draw. I think they've got probably one of the best draws um, of anyone that I've seen so far. Um, so when I looked at it, absolutely, I said, yep, Pappenhausen's definitely one of my two fullbacks. And then price dependent, uh, we'll have to see what happens from here. I've got an idea who's who's my second, but I'm sure we'll get to that. Obviously, Turbo is, is the hot topic. A lot of people are claiming him as a must-have. I think it's hard to brandish someone that is the most expensive player uh, as a must-have. We'll look at, at him in detail. I mean, he's got a pretty gross first two games. He's going to bleed cash. There is no two ways about that. He's going to have a monster break-even. And The question comes, do you skip on Turbo and, and do you miss that first price rise? If the answer to that is yes, you then miss out on the Bulldogs in round three. Uh, he has them at home, which is... A very, very ideal matchup. So you're going to have to weigh up whether you lose that cash for the first three rounds and pick him up later on. Because mainly do open up after that those first two two rounds. They, they open up quite well. But you've got, the yeah, Bulldogs sitting, um, you've got the Bulldogs sitting there in that bright green fixture at home. Looking at it, I suppose one way to look at it is, is if you're going to play Penrith, round one might not be a bad time to do it. Um, the Roosters 
round two. So that's bang, bang. Uh, two really hard games straight out of the draw. But then from there on in, you've pretty much got easy games all the way through to round 12 um, when they play Melbourne. Um, but without the stats in front of me, he got 78, 80 last time he played Last time he played Melbourne, so he can obviously put points on anyone. I do think he'll bleed some cash early. I don't think he's going to go out and bang out 150-plus against Penrith and the Roosters in back-to-back weeks. But then, yeah, Bulldogs, Canberra, Newcastle, Titans, Cronulla, and even South for me. I'm like I'm not putting South as one of the elites this year. Uh, I'm probably going to put them... Uh, probably in the next tier down when I judge them myself. Um, I don't think they'll be as good a side without Bennett. Um, so it's going to be a lot of head scratching. A lot will come down to price. But the double banger off the front with two hard teams, for me, I'm going to probably go on the pass side. That's the thing. I've got written down here that you do miss out on those first two games if, if you decide to play uh, Turbo. Like You're going to have to suffer those, uh, suffer those first two. But then nine out of the next ten games are all pretty much bang on captaincies. And the only one I've put a question mark on that is that South game that you're talking about. But you could definitely make a claim for him to be a captain in that game. Like nine out of the ten is, is fantastic. Um, Pappenhausen has a tough game in week two against South. Uh, but apart from that, it's pretty clear sailing as well. Same with Turbo. And as you said, like South may not even be what South were this year. Like they are going to miss Bennett. They're going to miss Adam Reynolds. They're going to have to rely on no Luttrell for a couple of weeks as well. So... Round two for Pappenhausen yeah. might not be a bad time for, for South to play uh, Melbourne. Oh, I love Pappenhausen's draw. Uh, I, I know we consider South to be one of the elite and probably one of the harder sides, but I don't think they're going to be a defensive powerhouse. So I think there's still going to be points on offer for any fullback that does play them. So if you factor that in, you've, you've got Wests. Obviously, West should be quite an appetising round one. Um, South, I don't think he will go terribly, worst case scenario. Um, then you've got Para, Dogs, Canberra, Cronulla, New, like New Zealand. It's They've got a really nice run um, pretty much all throughout the season. They don't really have any periods where they play back-to-back difficult sides, and that is a scary thought when you're talking about the Melbourne Storm. We're also looking at this off the fixture ticker. Uh, the draw came out today. I put together a fixture t- fixture ticker of all the, the teams. There's, there's five categories. I've got elite, hard, neutral, um, easy, and then softest. We're basing off that. If anyone listening to this that wants to get their hands on that ticker, um, send me a message. Uh, you know where I am, uh, at SC Whisperer, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I will send you guys a link to that. The only thing with Pap that I can, I can see as a negative, and I'm not too sure if you want to call it a negative, but round one against the Tigers. No Harry Grant. He, was, he is copying a suspension from last year. No Brandon Smith and no Cam Munster, obviously, with their antics uh, in the off-season. So it's just going to be Jerome Hughes and Ryan Pappenhausen. But you'd think against the Tigers, with all this off-season noise, it, it shouldn't be too much of an issue. I think Bellamy will have them ready, whoever whoever the spine is going to be. Um, interesting on Brandon Smith, whether or not he does play for the Storm this year, so... They might have to get used to playing without him if the rumours that we're seeing in the last 24 hours are true. Um, I'm probably not going to let it factor in too heavily for me. Um, I either want him or I don't want him, and if those guys are going to be missing out for one game, I'm probably just going to wear. 
a lower score if it were to come to that. Now, you mentioned Brandon Smith, and that might give some benefit for Harry Grant. The podcast today, we're not going to delve too much into the forwards. This is more to try and get your high ceiling back, guys, especially in the opening parts of the season. We'll definitely delve into the forwards uh, closer to, to the start date. Your team, mate, the Roosters, they have an iffy week two and week three. Uh, but rounds 14 to 13, they're, they're pretty smooth sailing with only the uh, the Panthers at home in round 11 to worry about. Uh, obviously, we're going to have Tedesco back, yeah. and, and that means um, and Kiri's back as well, which which could be a, a dynamite combination. Yeah, uh, my notes next to the Roosters say very healthy draw. Um, I'm not worried from a super coach perspective. I'm not worried about playing Manly. Um, Chooks and Manly in recent times, they typically have high-scoring games against one another. Um, I think they towed us up at the back end of last year, but we were the walking wounded then. So I still think super coach wise, that's going to be pretty good for points. Um, South, I'm, again, I, when I do my own gradings, um, I'll probably adjust yours a little bit. I won't have South as an elite this year. I'll probably have them more, I don't know, pushing the average to the hard bracket. Um, so I don't mind playing them early. And then you've got a long stretch of games where I'm not really worried about any of their contests until round 10. Um, sorry, not round 10, round 11 against Penrith. Penrith will be tough for the Roosters. Um, but pretty much all the way up until the first bye, I really like the Roosters this year for Supercoach. As do I, man. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Um, just basing off those gradings off last year's points, well, you and I will definitely sit over the Christmas period. We'll sit down and adjust them and, and try and get an accurate representation for the people out there, and we'll try and get a, a better understanding. We, we mentioned the the Roosters had an iffy week two. Uh, South they also had an iffy week two. The Roosters, sorry, not the Roosters, the Seagulls and the Storm, they all have iffy week two. So, at, at a quick glance, week two is not ideal for for captaincy. Penrith played the Dragons, which would have been perfect because we would have had Nathan Clear. But we have got to remember that he's out for uh, up to a month for the first week of the uh, for the first month of the season. So it's, we're going to be we're going to be scratching heads a little bit to find a captain for round two. Uh, moving into the first sort of smoky for the year, I've got Jaden Campbell, mate. Now the Titans, the Titans have a pretty pretty good run to start the year. They've got the Eels, the Warriors, the Raiders, Tigers, and Para uh, all in the first five weeks. They played the Eels twice uh, with a couple of bottom four sides there. Jaden Campbell looked really, really impressive in the stints that he had last year. Is there a is there a world where we don't start with two guns and, and we could potentially look at someone like a Jaden Campbell with the, with the Titans draw? Uh, there's a world where some people might start without two guns. I will not be one of those people. I must say, but the Titans have one of the most attractive draws. If you're looking at all 25 rounds of the season, I really like their run this year. Um, and I genuinely think that they can easily be a top eight side this year. Um, I'm hoping they steer clear of injury and they get more time on the park together. They they started to show something at the back end of last year with a few of their younger guys. Um, how they line up in the spine will be rather interesting. Um, it could all turn on its head in the you know next coming months. But honestly, I really like them. Um, Particularly over the first five rounds, um, they're one of my. They might be one of my go-to's early. I think. Who do we think the spine is going to be? Obviously, we're in the middle of November, so it's it's hard to work out. At the moment, I think it's Aaron Booth at nine, Sexton seven, Brimson six, Campbell one. Uh, that could be a Brandon Smith at at nine. Who knows? But at the moment, I think it's Aaron Booth's job. He is another one that I'm very very keen on for Supercoach. But do you have any pushback on that potential spine? 
Uh, no, it does sound about right to me. Um, I'm trying to think who are the obvious people that were admitting there. Obviously, Fogarty was Taylor's... just released. Ash Taylor has uh, no longer a contract as well, so those two are yeah, big, he... big outs. And you'd think Sexton, His Warriors. you think Sexton yeah. fills the role, and Campbell shifts into fullback, which which would push Brimson to six. I don't mind Brimson, Brimson playing at six. Um, I still think they'll probably pick him at fullback. I'm not too sure. I'd have to do my off-season uh, homework and find out who they've got on their roster that can play in the halves, though. I, I'm okay with the switch, but if Brimson were to go to six, I think he's quite capable of ball playing. Mate, another side that has a good opening draw, and look, 5'8 this year looks pretty slim. We're going to have Cody Walker, who in my mind is an absolute no-go for the first month. Cam Munster's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Adam Dewey's going to have a, that injury. The Warriors have a really good opening draw, mate. They've got... I've got it written down here. They've got the Dragons, the Titans, the Tigers, the Broncos, the Cowboys to start. The new man home, Sean Johnson. Are we are we getting around Sean Johnson? Uh, I'll tell you what, it might not be the worst ploy. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if he gets that dual 5'8 um, halfback because that would make him very, very handy. Um, but with that early draw, his price might not be too bad. There is a world where I could definitely uh, start with SJ. Um, I quite like them to start, and I, I quite like the Tigers, actually, as well, draw-wise. Um, Harv, as you said, is going to be hard because you've also got Luke Keary, um, who's probably going to have a good season, but he's probably going to start slowly, too, coming back from such a serious injury. And, you know, I don't think I would start with Luai. Um, kind of burnt me a little bit. Too much last year, as you said, no Munster. Not sure if the Seagulls really have a genuine six option. So it could be a position where you take some chances this year. You talk about if SJ could be a Supercoach goldmine with the with the halfback 5'8". If this kid gets a shift to the 5'8", and Supercoach reward him with the with the dual position, Reese Walsh, if he gets the goal kicking with his opening draw, with, with how poor the 5'8 role is, oh, it's, it's hard to, to look past him. Oh yeah, if he was if he was dual five eight fullback or something like that, hundred um, percent. Would he goal kick? Do you think he would goal kick over SJ? With SJ's issues with his legs, I would like to think so. Walsh can kick him. I mean, there was a, a couple of times last year where he, he may or may not have lost the game thanks to his boot. But the kid is what nineteen <laughs> twenty. Like he's going to develop, and if the Warriors want him there long term, give him the keys. And obviously, SJ's there as a as a pretty solid backup. Another player that is moving from fullback to the halves, the Sharks, Nico Hines, they, they have a great draw. If you've, got, if you've got love for Nico Hines, if you've got love for Cam McInnes, there's, there's no time like the first couple of rounds to, to get him in. Uh, Cam McInnes, I've definitely got love for Cam McInnes. I know people say he's coming back from a serious injury, but that, bloke's, that bloke is like Superman. Um, I'm very keen on McInnes to start the year. Um, I know a lot of people won't be because of the injury, but personally, he's one of the first picked in my side. Um, Ooh, that's if he gets that's hot because because I'm I'm, I'm on the camp I'm on the camp of stay away from McInnes. I just look yeah, at that injury. I, I, just look at that injury. I know you are. I look at that injury um, and look and look what happened with Victor Radley. Victor Radley started very slow as well, and I think McInnes will be in my in my team for the run home. I'm just worried about him coming back. But I guess the positive was it happened so long ago. It didn't happen in July or August. It happened yeah, back in back in early February. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and he and he should he should get that extra time to get the conditioning right. Um, 
So, like, if he goes and re-injures it, that's a different story. But I don't think output-wise he knows anything but output. Um, so I personally am on the supporter train um, for McInnes this year. Uh, for for Nico Hines, it's I'm, I'm it's funny. I, I'm like, so cold on I Nico, would, mate. I, I am so cold on him. Because he's probably going to cost a pretty penny based on his fullback form last year. But 5'8", 5'8", is going to be a position this year that's going to be really tricky. And he could become an option for a lack thereof. Other options, to be honest with you. Um, I'm trying to... When I, say just, I'm, when I say I'm cold on Nico Hines, I don't think he's going to fall off, off the cliff. But I think the price that we're paying for him, considering the output that he had at Melbourne, uh, the season just gone by, I, I just think it's too much cash that we're going to lose initially. I don't know what he's going to be like in the halves. Like, yeah. He was very good at finishing. Like He was on the end of, of Munster balls and putting uh, Olam or, or, or Adokar over or, or, or going himself. I don't know how much room he's going to have at the six when you've got someone like a Will Kendi at the back as well. Yeah, I can't really see him being a 60-plus average in the halves. At fullback, absolutely. If the Sharks threw him in the number one, different story. He'd probably average 80-plus, but... With the way that the Sharks are set up and the season that Will Kennedy had last year, I don't see that happening. He has to go in the halves, which now, means you, you're probably going to be taking a guy that you know is going to lose cash. And that's the thing. If, if you have Turbo there as well, like your team value under those two, I don't think you're going to make up enough money in, in the cheapies to, to really balance it out. So you, you're going to have to look deep into it and work out, are you happy to cop the price loss on Hines and, and Turbo? Like the, the play last year was just get your big point scorers. And that's totally mm-hmm. fine. Like, and, and you're going to have good, safe captain options, but oh, it's, it's tough. I mean, the Sharks have Canberra, the, the Eels, St. George, Newcastle, and the Tigers for the first five rounds. Like, that is, that is pretty juicy, but it's just a lot of uncertainty. Do I think the Sharks are going are to enter Bulldogs territory? Absolutely not. Their side is too talented, but a new coach in the building that everyone's hyping up, we saw this happen last year with the Bulldogs. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying the Sharks are going are to get the spoon, but... There might there might be a little bit of teething issues for the first two months. I've got the sharks in the top six this year. I think they'll I think I think they'll they'll, they'll hit it they'll hit it well they'll, they'll come home like a wet sail. I just don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna go to start with. Who's their seven? Is it, is it Trindle? Is it Tracy? Like there's there's a lot of a lot of things to talk about with the sharks and and how's their their forward pack gonna rotate? Obviously, Dalfinukin coming in, Cam McKinnis. We've touched on that. You love him very much. I just. I don't know if I can get behind Nico Hines initially. Yeah, uh, there's a and they one of the good things for the Sharks too is they play Melbourne on bye weekend, which is very that's handy. brilliant for them. Very handy, yes, um, a couple of weeks later, so they do have some tough games at the back end of the season, but it's kind of surrounded by mud games. They should just wipe the floor with the, the opponents looking at it. So they they will come home with a wet sail, but they've also really got that easy like their first five rounds and then you get the two tough games and then you got another what, month of games that they should probably win if you're gonna have teething issues there's there's not many better five games to open the season with to take your strides that if if they're off if if they're not good all five of those games they could win four of those playing playing in third gear like it's it's a, yeah. it's a pretty tasty draw look i well, mentioned Parramatta typically do start the season strong um so that's not going to be an easy game. Um, that's borderline a hard game. But outside of that, you know, the Raiders. Who knows what the Raiders are going to I'm not sure be. about the Raiders. The Dragons are going to run dead last this year, I reckon. 
Newcastle, again, I think Newcastle's going to fall further. I think New- um, I think if, if Newcastle lose Mitchell Pearce, that's a huge loss. Like, I think that that is a massive... That's a massive that's a, and, and a lot of people will, will, will hang shit on Mitchell Pearce. But he is... He's played a lot of games in a row for a reason. He's a very talented football player, and he steers the side around well. He doesn't have the best end-kicking game inside the opposition 20, but getting you to, to a spot... There's not many better than than Mitchell Pearce. He's not on the same level as Cleary or Reynolds in in terms of organisation, but he's a very very solid halfback to have. And if they lose him, and if they if they do get the rumoured Luke Brooks, oh, that's it's hard. Yeah, um, well, I'm not very high on Luke Brooks, so I think they're better off just taking a local junior than getting Brooks. Um, but Pearce that. Pierce is the reason that I'm. I think he's going. It seems pretty evident that he he doesn't want to stay and that he wants to go over to England. So I think they will lose him, and I think they're underestimating how important he is to their side. They probably used to him being out. He's missed a lot of football since he moved up to Newcastle with injury. But the games that they've won, I think typically, and and I'm, I don't know if this is factual, but. I, I feel like watching them that they've won a lot more games with Pierce than they have without Pierce over the last couple of years. They've made the finals the last two years, I'm pretty sure, and they haven't looked convincing either way. Like they have, and, and we'll touch on as as this podcast goes further, we'll touch on sort of the back end of the season. But last year they were blessed with a, with a great run home, and this year again, like they've been blessed with a fantastic run home. Um, look with with the Sharks, like I mentioned that I was cold on Nico Hines, another five eight that I cannot get behind, and they have been shafted the first five weeks. South Sydney. Cody Walker played career footy last year and, and averaged a, a great score, respectively, because of the great footy he played. But South one to, or sorry, not one to five, two to four are shocking. They play the, the Broncos round one. Who knows what the Broncos are going to be? They've got all these new acquisitions. Adam Reynolds playing for a new club. Who knows how South are going to bounce back? In saying that, though, from rounds five to 22, so that's a long time of the season, they have two tough matchups in that entire span. But I am worried about how they will bounce back after a tough start. I think the the game they play against the Dragons in round five will be a huge telling point as to where the South City mentality is because that's when that that hot start comes off for them. They they do open up. You know my thoughts on Latrell, and we'll touch on him soon. But it's um, going to be tough for South to, to to come back if they do manage to start one and three. Yeah, that first game too. That's at Suncorp, so. Like that's not that's not the easiest game to start the season. I know it's the Broncos, but the Broncos will probably come out and play spirited footy in round one. So it's probably a little bit harder than it looks. And then obviously you got Melbourne, and Melbourne should have most of their studs back for that game. Again, that's an away game as well, so that should be down at Any Park. Then you got the grudge match with the Roosters, and obviously the Roosters are still pretty pissed off about last year. And then you got the Panthers. Um, so then you got the grand final rematch. Um, and then obviously, yeah, as you said, then you got three pretty tasty games for them. Um, they should really wipe the floor with them. And then you got a hard one. And then you've got just nothingness all the way up until Melbourne in round 19. So, yeah. Um, I guess the silver lining is, is if you stay away from the Rabbitohs players, they could drop some cash and then you could jump on. You could jump on for that. Maybe that Bulldogs game. Yeah, I'd be in, ju- I'd be jumping on round six. If I'm buying stock I, in the Rabbitohs, it's after the Dragons game. I want to see. The only issue is you're going to have to weigh up the buy as well because they don't play that first buy, so you're going to waste a trade. You know, I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a wasted trade with someone like 
Cody Walker, for example. But you are going to have to consider that as well, that they don't actually play that first buy. No, but uh, look, the, the thing that stuffed me last year was, was hitting buys hard. And I ran out of trades towards the end of the year. I, I think a lot of us that, that targeted the buys hard did that. I'm not too fussed this year, and we'll touch on the, we'll touch on the buys soon. But Cody Walker, obviously Adam Reynolds next to him, made him uh, play a lot better footy and it made his job easier. We're looking at Blake Taff, Ilias, or, or Anthony Milford as the seven next year. I am worried about Cody, Cody Walker for the first two months of, of the year. I'm too worried to start with him because um, he he as well he's gonna he's gonna have a pretty hefty price tag with him with the way that he played last year. Um, Milford, I don't know about that. Oh, he's not a he's not a game controlling seven, and I think that's what Cody Walker needs. I think they'd almost be better off playing the kid Ilias, Was it? I think he yeah, played Ili- at the I, back I, end of last year. Ili- I think Taff Taff is, doesn't fit the mold of a seven either. In what we saw last year, he could be, but for what we saw last year, it has to be Ilias for me. Yeah, I I agree actually, and you know Taff's a a fullback. I don't I don't like this. Let's move players around, you know, between fullbacks and halves. Pick pick their position first. Do you think that that was it for South last year? That was that was yep. the window for them to to go forward. They they've always been on the cusp and always sort of done themselves hard come September. Last year, it all, it all clicked into place for them. They, they didn't get the chockies in the end. Bennett's left. Reynolds is left. Are we worried that Souths just totally capitulate? I don't think they'll totally capitulate, but I don't think they're a top-four side um, without, without Reynolds. Um, I think they'll have flashes of brilliance. Um, I think at times they might even you know go on a, a big winning streak, but I just don't think they're going to have the consistency... And just it's almost like the Cronk factor as well, where uh, when Cronk's there, he those tight games, he just pushes you across the line. I think they'll start losing those type of contests without Reynolds. Next point: if South do click, and what we're saying is wrong, and they come out absolutely guns blazing, Latrell is going to miss these first couple of weeks. He's going to he's going to skip all these tough games. He comes into it on this monster run. Latrell Mitchell played average forty last year and averaged eighty one. I'm pretty sure. He now gets the goal kicking. I have a huge hard on for Latrell uh, next year. I don't know if I have the balls to pull it off, but goal kicking Latrell and South are in full form. He could be a top three fullback. I agree that he could be a top three fullback. Um, do we have clarity on when he returns? Is it round two or round three? I think it depends. I, and I should know this, but I think it came down to whether that all-star game is considered a an NRL sanctioned game. I think he was yeah. suspended for six weeks and he's missed five or four. He may have missed five or four and then it, it'll come down to that. But regardless... I remember we were arguing yeah. about this point because I was saying, well, if he's suspended, he shouldn't be considered a selection. But then I think... I can't remember. Someone else was in this conversation with It's with the origin because if you can prove... Yes. If, if you can prove that you're going to be selected for origin, like if, if the coach wrote a letter to the club or to the NRL and saying... I was going to pick this bloke. That counts. And obviously, the Troll Mitchell is getting picked for the Indigenous All-Star side oh, every day of yeah. the week. So if that is the same, if, if the precedent is carrying over, if we're using the precedent from the set of origin, we're going to use the precedent uh, for the All-Star game. I think that would see the Troll Mitchell back around one or round two. Even still, I'm not going to touch him until after that Dragons game. As I said, the same with, with Cody Walker in any kind of stock. Um, with their, and Another one that I haven't written down here, but... I reckon huge aggression on the cards for Alex Johnston. Like, absolutely monster aggression. 
oh, he's still going to have Cody feeding him, but it's going to really depend. There's no way I'd start with him. Not We know AJ can dish out five points or he can dish out 125 points. There's one set of wings. There's one yeah, premium set of wings that we start with, isn't it? Like it's Brian Toto or it's, it's none. I can't go near Garrick. I can't go near AJ. I, yeah, without seeing the prices, um, it's pretty much just Toto for me. Um, and then we'll have to see uh, who's Ado, the... Addo Carr's absolutely a no-go at the, at the, at the Bulldogs. Uh, what did um, what did Lalesiel change his name to? I have no idea uh, who, you're, who you're talking about. The Titans winger. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's hard. He played last year. Yeah, he was I, the, uh, I, I know. Based that beast. Oh, 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 Greg Mazu. Greg Mazu is Greg Gluesio. That's him. He was. Uh, a, yeah. He, yeah. He um. She changed his name. Okay. <laughs> and I always remember him because he was always in my preseason side. Like every year is my nuff. <laughs> and then last year he wasn't, and he came on and killed it. I actually really like the idea of starting with him uh, and to- oh, in my centres this year. And then taking a swing on someone like a, an Xavier Coates, if the price is right. Uh, the, the, there's a couple of value guys we can look at. Look, we've touched on some of the, the better draws, like the concrete ones. There's a couple of, of teams here that are swinging, and I know that some of you guys out there do like your pods and, and you like to go a bit left field. The Eels and the Cowboys uh, both have swingy fixtures all year. They both have parts of the year where they will go on five or six-week runs of really good fixtures, and then they run into a brick wall. They'll play top four sides in back-to-back weeks, and then that'll go on another swing. The Eels, I probably can't get behind any of the backs, but I do like Hamiso if he can get center wing eligibility and he plays fullback for the Cowboys. Uh, I really like the Cowboys draw all the way up to round 11. Um, And it's a little bit frustrating with the Cowboys because they do play that first bye, but they've got two really tough games leading into it. But rounds one all the way through to 10, they've only really got one tough game for me, and that's that's a great draw, in my opinion. You keep mentioning the buys, and obviously it's something that is going to play on our mind. Last season, the buys suited more of the round 13 stack. I know a lot of guys went, went round 13 hard and, and binned yep. off round 17. I haven't looked too much into the into the sort of the mid-range and cheapy players, but just on the face of things, the guns... Looks like it's split a little more, more evenly this year between between the two buy rounds. Looks like there is a, a nice sort of split between your premium sides. So we're not going to have to go too heavy on one, too heavy on the other. But like I said, I haven't looked too much into it. Uh, I think uh, I, I don't know the exact teams off the top of my head, but as Storm Rabbits might play on the same week, and and Penrith Seagulls or, or like a combination of those, the the, the four big guns, they will split. And, and play yes. two separate bye weeks. They which, are split. Yeah. So I've only really done up to 13. Um, so the first bye is the Roosters, the Warriors, the Raiders, the Dogs, the Titans, Manly, uh, Cowboys, and the Panthers. So you've got three of the top sides uh, in that one. Um, and then you've got a couple of the nu- more nuffier sides in there, which which will mean that we've got a much better swing this year than we had last year where it was pretty much everyone I want for the run home is playing round 13. What do I do about round 17? Yeah. And look, I, I don't think there's any point looking into those middle rounds because we always have guys that pop up out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. I, I, I know that you played Matt Duffy last year uh, across, yep. across the bar. He got you 159, I think from memory. So like these guys, you can play all you want, but these guys come up. The one thing that I do want to look at before we wrap up today, the run home. Now the Knights yet again, as I mentioned before, have been blessed with a beautiful end of the season. I think it's rounds 20 to 25. 
the Dogs, the Tigers, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Titans, and the Sharks. Uh, if this isn't... If Caelan Ponga can find his feet and Mitchell Pierce does stay, I'm, I'm going to get sucked into it again. I'm going to get sucked into having Ponga for the run home. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I am not... Can you hold me to that? Um, <laughs> I am not having I'll make, I'll make, I'll make a note that run home. do not buy him. If I did not have Ponga last year, my finishing rank would have been a hell of a lot higher. Um, yeah. Can I just say, you haven't really mentioned it too much. The West Tigers got an absolutely stunning draw. End to end, if you ask me. Yes. Look, the, the, thing, the thing is, on the, on the fixture ticker, look, I do have the Tigers here and we'll mention them at the end. On the fixture ticket that I've put together, I've only done it based off defences. I, I don't take into account how good a side is. The Tigers have a blessed draw, but can they capitalise on it? They're going to have no Adam Dewey, who is who is the, the heart and soul of that attack. I am worried that, that Jackson Hastings is going to have to put the entire load on his back. And we're not going to have the strike power to help him. I mean, we've got Dane Laurie, but apart from that, there is nothing that excites me at this side. And you reckon the Dragons get the spoon, but mate, I reckon we'll, we'll give it a red-hot crack as well. Yeah, your bottom three, in my opinion, and I don't mean that to be hurtful in any way. I mean, I know, um, I know, but I know I, we suck. It's all good. I look at your draw and go, okay, you get Melbourne in round one minus their players, then you don't play them again. You get, okay, you get Manly twice, but, you know, let's say Tom gets injured or Tom's missing that week. All of a sudden, it's a different Manly that you're playing. You've got South a couple of times in there. Again, I don't think South are going to be the same force that they were this year. And then you got the Roosters, but that's right at the back end of the season. And, that, and, that's, I and that's the point. Really that I, like it. That's the point that I made. I've, I've literally got here on a dot point. The Tigers have two tough games from rounds fifteen onwards. It's just going to depend on Dewey's injury when he comes back. How much stock we put into guys like uh, Jackson Hastings and Dane Moore. Oh. I've, I've literally got that written here, word for word. It's you just, just hard. It's sad. just hard to to put, yeah, any other side. I would be putting all my chips in, standing up, saying all in. But just it's. I guess it's good because we're going to get a good look at the Tigers before we we, we decide to take the plunge in round fifteen onwards. But it's 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 <laughs> tough. I mean, David Nofaluma had a career year with Benji Marshall inside of him. Regressed last year. Uh, you weren't you weren't on the the podcast at the start of last year, but I made that pretty clear that David Nofaluma was going to have a big uh, regression. He did. He sucked me in at the end of last year with a, with a good run. Exactly what they've got now with the with the updated draw. It's just hard to to go back to the same hand that's bitten you before. Oh, absolutely! But you you've um, kind of ruined my night too. I'd forgotten about Adam Dwayne's injury. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 I, the, the partial, I didn't own him all ATL last too. year, and I've been thinking, you know, over the last couple of weeks as I've been getting ready to talk about the draw, I'm like, oh, good. I might have to start with Dewey just so I can have him. Our only saving grace is done. Our only saving grace is done. Mate, before we before we wrap up, as we said, the, the Knights have a great draw. The Tigers have a great draw home. As to the Dragons, why do all these sucky sides have to have the really nice draws that finish? The Dragons have the Cowboys, the Sharks, the Raiders, the Titans, and the Tigers, and also the Broncos. 
I've written here with a laughing emoji. We're going to go back to the Cody Ramsey well once again. Uh, you can. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I that, that well is shallow for me. Very shallow. Um, one I also noticed is the dogs don't have a bad draw home either. Look, the dogs, the dogs could be well beaters at the end of the year. I don't think they will be at the start of the year. They could click and all of a sudden be like freaks. I mean... Matt Burton's going to have a sky high price, and you couldn't pay me enough to, to put Matt Burton in my side. Like I think a lot of, I think a lot of casuals might fall into that. Into the to there the is a world where I can see the Bulldogs starting the year two and zero, and after let me count it out after eight rounds become two and six. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I I I made a prediction last year that Kyle Flanagan would average fifty five plus last year. I bought way too much shares on the Bulldogs. And I got made to look like a fool. I can't do it again. I can't unless unless they come out in the trial and pump, I don't know, someone like fifty nil. And Matt Burton puts on a clinic. I just can't put any stock into it. I can't even put stock in like to to beat a pen guy. Like he's gonna play At eighty. Point, he's gonna play eighty minutes. Like Peng, actually, he's gonna play eighty. What? Trent Barrett's gonna be like, look, you're all we've got. D- do whatever you can. I can see a world where Penguin averages like 80 just all in base, but I can also see a world where he just does sweet FA. He could just be David Fafita without the tries. Yeah, or, or he gets suspended for six weeks in round one. Oh, um, that's, that's, that's the gauntlet you take with TBJ. <laughs> Paid off last year. He wasn't too bad, but I think I think he's a, he's a perfect boom or bust candidate. Uh, I owned Penguin for a long time last year, and he didn't play much of it. Let's just say that. Um Insane that I though, might be able to start with dogs forwards um, next year, but there's no way I'm going to start with dogs backs. I remember last year everyone was talking about the center five eight, and uh, Averillo, I couldn't oh, get on board with it. Avarilla cost me yeah. such, a, such a hot start. Going back to Pengai, he did cut, play a couple of games off the bench and scored pretty poor. I don't think that's going to affect his uh, his production too much. I mean, when it comes to the scoring, but no, he should still have like a sixty the, sixty average to start. Aaron like Shop, he looked oh, okay. Good, good I'm super stats. keen on him, but yeah. with that with that round three to eight draw, like you're talking about the top five sides from last year oh, in the, the space the of Bulldogs six weeks, I can't been, do that. The Bulldogs have been well and truly shafted in this draw, mate. Like they have been fists. I think they played two games at home out of the first seven, and they play like all the top four in the first seven games as well. Yeah, and they get one, two, three. They get like another three after that in the following, like fifteen rounds too. So. Yeah, lot, I feel bad for him. A lot to discuss, mate. I think the the consensus from you and I, though, is Ryan Pappenhausen, first player picked, and I don't really see him leaving the side, especially if he's, if he's gold. Like, his stats playing 80 last year were phenomenal. I think people forget that with the concussion. Like When he played 80 minutes, he was, he was a freak. Oh, look, I think people need to go back and just look at the last month, the, sorry, the first month of last year. That's what Ryan Pappenhausen can do. And the last four With a full preseason, and he won't be, you know, he was, you could see he was playing a little bit timid um, at the back end of last year. That won't be the case to start next year. He'll be he'll be ready to go. And if he's kicking goals and, you know, the Storm have a decent draw to start, then it's on. Mate, we, we are, we are going to pack up the microphone again for another probably six weeks. We'll be back when Supercoach opens, but... We had to get on. We had to dissect the draw. Uh, there is a lot to talk about. I didn't realise a draw could have so many talking points. Um, as I said, if you guys do want access to that fixture ticker, um, let me know in my DMs. Brew and I will we'll sit over the next couple of days. We'll fix it up and get it primed for the start of the season. 
that's going to do us for today, mate. I, I very much thank you for coming on. Uh, this is now Pleasure. this is now your project just as much as it's mine. Um, thanks for everyone that stuck by me last year during some trial and error times, but we do have Brew on board now, and uh, I'm very, very excited for the year coming up, mate. I cannot wait. I am absolutely ready to rock and roll again. Uh, I was a bit over it at the back end of last year, you know. It's a long season, and I was ready for a rest, and now it's been, oh, what, two months? And I want it back, so... <laughs> That's super coach for you. Oh, I have uh, I have just uh, Google searched something. So people watching on YouTube will, will have seen your head disappear, but we're back now, and uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be all for us today. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll be back mid December, hopefully when the prices open up. Thank you very much, bro. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.